0: Welcome to Hope Sabbath School, an in-depth, interactive study of the Word of God. I'm so glad you joined us today. This has been a great series on life, death, resurrection, and eternal life. The topic today, the judging process, could make some nervous, but actually we'll discover, for those who belong to Jesus, the judgment's good news. It means we're almost home, and you'll be encouraged as you study with us today. So, welcome to Hope Sabbath School, and welcome to the team. Good to see you all again. And by the way, Travis, I'm looking forward to the study, and I'm thankful you'll be leading us in the study today. We also want to welcome our team members joining us. Uh, Tigis, good to have you back with us from Minnesota. Glad you're with us today. And Enoch, good to see you from Maryland. Glad you're part of our team again today. We appreciate our remote team members who expand our group. But just take a moment and look at each other in the group. Would you notice we don't all look the same? We represent the world, right? different nations, kindred tongues, and peoples. And it's so encouraging to know that we have Hope Sabbath School members around the world. Stunning to think that our app is used in more than 200 countries. Mm -hmm. That's an encouragement. By the way, the Hope Channel app, which has Hope Sabbath School and many other life-changing programs, you can download from your app store, and it's Mm -hmm. free, and it can be a blessing. You can share that with others, too. Talking of free, we have a gift for you, don't we? The Story of Jesus, a digital copy of that book, The Story of Jesus, is yours during this series absolutely free. You just need to go to our website. We're talking about life, death, and resurrection here in this book about Jesus and His gift of eternal life. Go to hopetv.org slash Just click on the free gift tab and you can learn how to download a free digital copy of that wonderful resource, The Story of Jesus. Don't forget to write to us. Uh, we love to hear from you, sshope at hopetv.org. Here, just this is an encouraging email from Vincent in France. He says, I'm a faithful follower of Hope Sabbath School, and it's a great blessing for my church here in France. I thank God for your ministry. I'm currently an aircraft pilot with the French Air Force. Oh and after my military career, I wish to study theology and become a pastor." Praise God! God. And he's part of our Hope Sabbath School Mm -hmm. team right now there in France. Maybe we will be able to meet someday in person. God bless you. Well, God bless you too, Vincent. What an encouraging testimony, flying there in the French military, French Air Force, but giving his heart to Jesus Mm. and wanting to become a pastor and share the Word of God. God. Thank you for writing to us. Here's a note from Boniface in Cameroon. Uh, Cameroon, is that anywhere close to where you lived, where you were born, uh, Lika? Uh, Not really
1: close. Not really,
0: but it's uh, on the same uh, African continent, right? You're from Guinea-Bissau, Cameroon. Boniface writes, Hello, people of the Most High God! (laughs) He got the wave. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, Isn't that an amazing thing that we can be people of the Most High God? Amen. Praise God for that. I've been watching the program since 2018. I just thank all of the team for the great work. May the Lord continually bless you until the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Well, I don't know. I'm always amazed. I don't know if you are. I mean, we just think some people are watching the program, but we're talking all around the world. People are studying the Word of God, and we're glad wherever you are, you're part of our family. Well, here's a handwritten note from a donor, and the donor writes, from Nevada. That's in the western part of the United States. Your programming has been such an inspiration, inspiration especially during the last year. The donor writes, "'I'm 81 years young.'" <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Hope Channel. God bless you. And a gift of $100. Amen. Now, when you're 81 years old, that's a gift, isn't it? <laughs> you know, you're not earning a massive salary every month. I want to thank you for being part of the miracle. Thanks for writing to us and for your partnership. We are a donor-supported ministry, and we're thankful for your support, not just there in Nevada, but each one, especially at this time of the year when you're thinking, is there a ministry that could be blessed by my support? The answer is, Mm -hmm. you could be part of this ministry. Thank you. Just go to Hopetv.org, Slash Hope SS, click on the donate button or go directly hopetv.org slash donate and you can be part of this great miracle. Thank you for your support. One last note from Cynthia in Texas in the United States of America. She writes, Greetings to you all in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord of lords and King of kings. That's quite a welcome. (laughs) Mm. I thank you so much for teaching the Bible so beautifully every week. Thank you for all you do. Keep up the good work and let us all be faithful to the end. Mm. Jesus will soon come. Let's keep on loving, giving, working, trusting, and obeying in His name. Uh, She says, by the way, I just had my 94th birthday. (laughs) (laughs) To the glory of God. Well, um, thank you for writing to us, Cynthia, from Texas. And uh, I felt like a little sermon was coming on right there. We're thankful that you're encouraging us and praying for us on our journey. Right now... We're going to sing our theme song. You've learned it during this series, The Words of Jesus, from Revelation 1, verses 17, 18, and verse 8. Do not be afraid, he says. I am the first and the last. You know the story now. Let's sing it together. Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am he who lives and was dead. forevermore Amen and I have the keys of Hades and of death I am the Alpha and the Omega the beginning and the end who is and who was and who is to come I am the Alpha
2: and the Omega
0: the beginning and the end who is and who was And who is to come, the Almighty, the Almighty.
2: ¡Suscríbete
0: that song. It's the Word of Jesus Himself, and as, uh, Travis, as you lead us in the study today, we're going to see that Jesus, our Savior, is also our judge and soon-coming King. Amen.
3: Amen. Amen.
4: Let us pray. Father in Heaven, we want to thank You again for this time to open up Your Scriptures. You said that Your Word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Lord, we need some light as we study the judging process. And I pray that by the end of this study, that everyone watching will come to know that judgment is good news for those who've surrendered to Jesus. Amen. That's my prayer, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, I'm sure many of you have heard, or maybe even have said to someone, don't judge me, right? Uh, and, uh, you know, when you think of judgment, it, it, it normally comes across as something um, negative, uh, certainly not in a positive light. But I pray by the end of today's study that we're going to find out that judgment is not only a good thing, it's a great thing. <laughs> and we see the immeasurable and unfailing love uh, through the study. Nicole, would you start off our study um, this morning by reading uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10?
5: I'll be reading from the New International Version. It says, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive what is due him, for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad.
4: So the Bible says we must all appear at the judgment seat of Christ. Stephanie, why do we all have to appear before the judgment seat of Christ?
5: So that our works can be judged, whether our life was in alignment with our confession for Jesus. But yeah.
0: I don't that could make a person very nervous if mm. they don't know the gospel. Because the Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So actually I think what happens in the judgment, Travis, is it reveals the most important choice, which is which side we choose to stand mm. on. Mm. Mm. Do we right. say Jesus save me? Now we know transformation will happen, but but if I'm just going to have all of my sin I don't know how many perfect people there are on the team today. Mm. Nope. You know, we will stand <laughs> condemned,
5: That's
0: right. which is why, as you said, the judgment Jesus is says- great news for those who have accepted Jesus as
6: mm-hmm. Savior.
4: Well, Derek, I'm glad we have more verses, because, <laughs> because we're going to read some words from Jesus, uh, and I think we're going to find out it is good news. Yes, Pedro?
6: Uh, I think of judgment, remember, uh, well, the work I used to do, you know, being, I was a prosecutor, I used to deliver documents for the court, and sometimes I was asked by an attorney to go into the uh, court records to make copies. And sometimes uh, judgment, a, a copy of a of a case would be like a, a hefty amount of papers. <laughs> but I always loved when the the clerk would say this 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 case has been purged. It mm. means I've been destroyed. So I have to go, you know, go back and says we have no records anymore because it has been so many years. And I'm looking forward for my record to be purged. And the, the records of Jesus to put in place of mine. Amen! Amen. Amen.
4: <laughs> I just, you
6: know, when I, when I first
4: thought of judgment, I thought of all the things that I've done in my life.
2: Mm. <sighs> mm-hmm.
4: I didn't feel very good. But then I thought, as I've studied the Scriptures and come to a greater knowledge of the immeasurable and unfailing love of Jesus and judgment, I thought, when Satan brings those accusations to Jesus, he's going to open up the book, and all those sins are going to be covered. Mm-hmm. and he's going to say he's redeemed. Yeah.
0: Praise God.
4: And I can't wait for that day, mm-hmm. because I don't deserve eternal life, but that right. gift is a free gift that Amen. Jesus yeah. has given to every one of us. Yeah. And we're going to dig into some scriptures, and we're going to see what this judgment is all about. us. if you don't mind taking us uh, to John, chapter 5, 22 to 30, we're going to read some words of Jesus and uh, see what he has to say about the judgment. John chapter 5, uh, 22 to 30. Would you read that for us, Tegas?
1: And I'll be reading from the New King James Version. Um, this is John 5, 22 to 30. And it says, For the Father judges no one, but he has committed all judgment to the Son, that all should honor the Son just as they honor the Father. He who does not honor the son does not honor the father who sent him most assuredly i say to you he who hears my word and believes in him who sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into judgment but has passed from death into life most assuredly i say to you the hour is coming And now is when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, and those who hear will live. For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son to have life in himself and has given him authority to execute judgment also because he is the Son of Man. Do not marvel at this. For the hour is coming in which all who are in the grave will hear his voice and come forth, those who have done good to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation. I can of myself do nothing. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is righteous because I do not seek my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me.
4: Mm. Well, even if we had just that verse... That's enough. It it would be (laughs) enough, but we may even read that the wrong way. Mm. Because, you know, those who have done good to the resurrection of good and those who have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation. And we're thinking, we've all read Romans 3, maybe some of us haven't. There's done good, no, not one. But when we stand under the banner of Jesus, right? Clothed in His righteousness... He covers our sins. We, if we die before Jesus comes, can be in the resurrection of the just, because the things we've done wrong have been covered by the blood of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise Amen. God. Well, Praise and God. then, one of the other things that caught me says we won't come into judgment. And I thought, but all of us will be judged. But there's a difference between coming into judgment and being judged, mm-hmm. right? When we say, well, oh, you can keep your own righteousness, Jesus. I have my own. Well, that's when we can fall into judgment, right? Mm. Well, let's take a look at another verse, Matthew twelve thirty-five to thirty-six. Lalika, would you read that for us? Matthew twelve thirty-five through thirty-six. Again, words of Jesus. Let's see what uh, he says about judgment.
7: I'll be reading from the New King James Version, Matthew twelve thirty-five to thirty-six. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. But I say to you that for every idle word man may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment.
4: Mm. I'm so happy for a Savior, because records are being kept. We just mentioned in a previous study, you know, cell phones, we can talk on them, and, or we can look at things, and we think nobody's watching, but somebody's watching.
2: Mm.
0: Mm.
4: Right? A- angels are taking account of everything that's happening, mm. and uh, God knows. But that's actually one of the greatest mm. things about God, is He knows, but He still loves us and yes. wants to redeem us. Mm. We don't even have to try to hide anything mm. from Him.
0: Whatever idle words we've spoken, I thought of the words of that tax collector or publican that Jesus saw. You remember? He cried out, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Amen. Mm-hmm. And those are the words that will affect our eternal destiny. Amen.
4: It will be, we'll be judged on our response to God's love. Amen. Amen? Yes. We'll be judged on our response to God's love. We could say, no, we don't want to be loved. We don't want to be happy which is a foolish thing to choose, by the way, mm. or we can choose our own destiny that way. Let's read uh, from another text again, Luke eleven thirty-one and 32. Lavinia, would you read that for us? Yes. Uh, and again, some more words of Jesus.
3: I'll be reading from the 21st century King James Version. The queen of the south shall rise up in the judgment with the men of this generation and condemn them, for she came from the utmost parts of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And behold, a greater than Solomon is here. The men of Nineveh shall rise up in the judgment with this generation and shall condemn it for they repented at the preaching of Jonah, and, behold, a greater than Jonah is here.
2: Hmm.
4: Well, we know that the queen of Sheba came to visit Solomon, because this was prior to him g- gaining all his wives and, and falling. Of course, we know that he also repented right mm-hmm. at the end of his life. Praise God for a loving <laughs> Savior, right? Uh, whew, I mean, mm-hmm. to be redeemed is a great feeling, right? So, what do you think, Lavinia, it means that the Queen of Sheba and those who were uh, listened Nineveh. to Jonah? What do you think it means that that they would judge them?
3: I I think here the Lord is saying that in, for instance, in the case of, of the people of Nineveh. THIS WAS AN AUDIENCE THAT WASN'T EXPECTED TO RESPOND TO THE WORDS OF of GOD AND and THE LOVE OF GOD. THEY DID. BUT THEY DID. AND, YOU KNOW, FOR THOSE Mm. WHO MAYBE KNOW A LITTLE MORE, WHO HAVE BEEN EXPOSED TO A LITTLE MORE ABOUT GOD, um, THAT, YOU KNOW, IDEALLY WE WOULD BE MORE RECEPTIVE, so mm. the response likewise the queen of Sheba a, mm. a stranger from a foreign nation she was she was uh, I don't want to say enamored but uh, she was
0: receptive
3: very and, receptive and, yeah
4: could we say even the people of Nineveh do you think they saw the immeasurable and unfailing love of Jesus absolutely <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they certainly yeah. did and was he he was preaching of a Christ to come, I'm sure, even right. the a preacher. Mm. Right. And now here Jesus is, right in front of them, and they're not accepting Him. Mm. Yeah.
0: So, I think the bottom line, Travis, is God loves us so much, we will be without excuse. He will have yeah. shown so mm. much mm. mercy and grace and evidence, whether through Solomon or through Jonah, yeah. or He says, now I'm here. God mm-hmm. so loved the world, He sent His own Son into humanity. There, he is not trying to keep us out of Eternal life with him. He's trying to mm-hmm. save mm-hmm. us. Yeah. I That's was
4: impressed, right. Derek, by the, the, the scriptures that Lavinia just read because I thought th- that there was judgment already passed on Nineveh. Mm. And what he saw was a loving God mm. who actually what? Who forgave them all. Mm-hmm. Right? And mm-hmm. uh, he goes on to even say the animals and all the other things that were there. God is a God of love. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, didn't wanna, he didn't want that town to come into judgment. But he rather that they would repent. That's what he wants for each and every one of us. Well, um, what is it? What is the clear message that we hear uh, from Jesus about the judgment? What is the clear message from these verses? Yes,
8: Jason. That there's a lot of opportunity, and we get to make the choice which side we want to be on.
4: Mm. Anybody else?
5: Judgment is real.
8: Judgment
4: and will is happen, real,
5: and it is by a just and righteous judgment that is placed. Thank you f- righteous. Mm-hmm.
4: Thank you for adding that, Stephanie. It is a righteous judgment. Can you imagine if we all faced a judge who was biased maybe one way or the other? Maybe he liked one skin color over the other, or, you know, can you imagine if that was the judge? Mm-hmm. But the fact is, he loves us all with an immeasurable and unfailing <laughs> love, and he will judge righteously. Yes. Of course, when we think of the word righteousness, we know that our own righteousness is a filthy That's rags. Right. So He's Jesus. judging us according to His righteousness. Mm-hmm. And when we've covered ourselves, clothed ourselves in His righteousness, we stand vindicated.
0: Praise God. Praise God.
4: Um, well, where else in the Scriptures do we find references to this final judgment? I'm going to have Richard, if you would uh, read Daniel 7, 9 through 10. We see a courtroom scene here. Uh, Daniel 7, 9 through 10. Would you read that for us, Richard?
8: Sure. Daniel 7, Verses 9 and 10, reading from the New King James Version. I watched till thrones were put in place, and the Ancient of Days was seated. His garment was white as snow, and the hair of his head was like pure wool. His throne was a fiery flame, its wheels a burning fire. A fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. A thousand thousands ministered to Him. Ten thousand times ten thousand stood before Him. The court was seated, and the books were opened."
4: Mm. Well, here we get a picture at the end of time of a, of a courtroom scene. The Ancient of Days, that's the, the Father God in heaven seated, the books are opened, and uh, a judgment is going to be made. I would like uh, Nancy to read Psalm 9, 7, and 8, and um, I want to focus on the last, on verse 8, uh, something in verse 8 that just caught my attention as I was preparing this study. Psalm 9, 7 through 8. Would you read that for us, Nancy?
2: Yes, I'm reading from the New King James Version. But the Lord shall endure forever, he has prepared His throne for judgment. He shall judge the world in righteousness, mm. and He shall administer judgment for the peoples in uprightness."
4: Mm. Whew, a righteous judge. Mm-hmm. He's our lawyer, and He's our judge. Mm. It seems like things are tipped in our favor slightly. <laughs> <laughs> mm.
0: If we choose to stand uh, under His banner. Under His banner.
4: Yes. We certainly aren't getting what, what we deserve. Did you have a, a comment,
6: No. You Pedro? see, the beautiful aspect here of this judgment is, is the favor of God. You know, uh, I, I have, uh, watched a video one time about this judge who, who gives the opportunity to the person to choose, should, it, should, should you be guilty or should be innocent? Mm-hmm. And the person says, well, I, I, I have that done the wrong thing, but would you give me a break this time? And he says, well, I look at your records. There are good records. I, I'll mm-hmm. give you this break. Now, when we look into the Bible, we see Jesus saying here, uh, "Whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have a everlasting life. And Jesus is saying, just believe in me and I'll give you a break. Mm. And that's God's grace. That's his righteousness saying, mm. I'm taking your place. Mm. If you just believe in me, I, I can scrap your sins <laughs> by having a relationship with me. It's
0: a little different, though, isn't it? Because any earthly, maybe even unrighteous judge could give a break to someone. Mm -hmm. But here we've got a righteous judge. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's just. And so there is something that happens in order for him to say, Mm -hmm. as Pedro said, we're going to blot out all of that record of your past Mm -hmm. transgression. So someone might be watching and saying, well, I'll just... I'll just hope for the best, and maybe the judge will give me a break. Mm. Mm. But there is actually a provision so that we Mm. can face the judgment without fear.
4: And and for those who don't even, God is transparent in that. Well, we're going to learn later in our Mm. study that He's transparent enough to even know or for us to see how He judged them. Uh, I just wanted to mention that I remember a pastor saying to me about the judgment. Mm. He said, the judgment is totally unfair because it's heavily skewed in our favor
8: (laughs) I thought
4: that that, Jason and then we'll move on
8: and I think it's heavily skewed because there is a penalty there is a punishment that did have to happen for a violation Mm. of the law and there's someone who took that penalty for us by if we if we make that choice and that was Jesus Mm. our judge our lawyer he suffered the punishment (laughs) for us so there was a penalty that happened, but That's we don't have to go through it because He did for us.
4: Mm-hmm. That's right, and so I have a question. If we're saved by grace alone through faith alone, in Jesus alone, right? then why is there a judgment? Mm-hmm.
9: Mm-hmm.
4: Why does there have to be a judgment if we're saved by grace alone through faith alone? Nancy?
2: I think it's the benefit of the entire universe to see that God is actually just. Mm-hmm. We're going to spend a thousand years judging the angels and also those who are going to rise in the second resurrection, the the resurrection of of the lost. And so um, that's the reason there has to be a a judgment.
6: Okay. Pedro and then Lalika. Well, when we look in the Bible, we see that God is love, but also the Bible tells us that God is justice Mm -hmm. and God is a God of due process. And He wants to make sure that things happen and, and things are clear. There's nothing put another rug, Mm -hmm. but there's transparency Mm -hmm. on his kingdom because he says, but trust me, but don't trust me blindly, trust me because I will show you my righteousness. Amen. Mm. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Lalika.
7: I think that everybody wants judgment, even if the person is not a Christian, Mm. Uh, the person wants judgment because if you were wronged, you want justice Mm. to be made. Mm. So. when we're looking to us being judged, we fear judgment. But I thank God for uh, going to the Bible and seeing the the picture that is favored to us. We should not fear it. But to those who wronged us, we want judgment to be made, and our God won't. Um, be quiet about all the evil on earth. Mm-hmm. But
0: earth. the good news is, even the person that wronged us can be showed mercy. Amen. amen. Mm, amen. <laughs> yeah. That's the love of God, yes. yes. You know, when we get amen. to the kingdom, yeah. we'll say, what are you doing here? And they'll say, we'll say, I got here the same way you did, <laughs> by the grace amen. of God. Mm.
8: Amen, yeah.
4: You know, I was thinking, as I was preparing the lesson, I thought, what if there wasn't a judgment? I mean, in our condition, without a judge to judge in our favor, where, how do we stand?
0: Lost. We We
4: stand lost. So, actually, if we've set ourselves under the banner of Christ, we want a judgment because we want Jesus, our righteous judge, to judge in our favor. Without that, we stand condemned. That's right. Mm -hmm. Right? right. So, the judgment is good news. Well, we have to keep moving on. (laughs) We're going to talk about the phases of judgment. There's three different phases of judgment. I would say the last phase is more an execution of the second phase of the judgment. Uh, But uh, let's talk about uh, the pre-Advent judgment. Um, Let's turn to Revelation 14, 6 and 7. And Jason, do you mind reading that for us? We're going to look for some evidence in Scripture of judgment prior to the return of Jesus, the pre-Advent judgment. Would you read that for us, Jason?
8: The New King James Version says in Revelation 14, verse 6 and 7, Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment has come, and worship him who made heaven and earth the sea and springs of water.
4: Well, we know this this theme is consistent through Scripture. Jesus hasn't returned yet, right, Jason? And the hour of His judgment has come. We're going to read later on in our study that there's a day in which God is appointed to judge the world. And even in the book of Hebrews, it's mentioned that at the end of once, at the end of age, that the judgment would come. So here we see that the judgment is prior or after Jesus
0: comes? Well, the message is before. The, if it's you read before, the right? It's or the three. It's prayer.
4: before Jesus comes. It's a, pl- a matter of fact. It's the one of the last pleas to the world mm. is to get ready. The hour of judgment has come. Prepare yourself. Hide yourself under the banner of Jesus, mm. yeah. so that He will judge in your favor. Uh, Stephanie, would you mind reading Daniel seven nine through fourteen for me? <laughs> Daniel seven nine through fourteen. Again, we're looking at some evidence that the judgment would be prior, the pre-Advent judgment prior to uh, the coming of Jesus. Go ahead. And
5: I'll be reading from the New King James Version, Daniel 7, 9 through 14. I watched till thrones were put in place, and the Ancient of Days was seated. His garment was white as snow, and the hair of his head was like pure wool. His throne was a fiery flame, his wheels a burning fire. A fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. A thousand thousands ministered to him. 10,000 times 10,000 stood before him. The court was seated and the books were open. I watched then because of the sound of the pompous words which the horn was speaking. I watched till the beast was slain and its body destroyed and even to the burning flame. As for the rest of the beasts, they had their dominion taken away, yet their lives were prolonged for a season and a time. I was watching in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man, coming with the clouds of heaven. He came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him. Then to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom, to all peoples, nations, and languages, should that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve Him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away, and His kingdom, the one which shall not be destroyed.
4: I'm getting excited, Stephanie, because I want to be part of that kingdom. Amen. And by the way, how many are invited to be a part of the kingdom? Everybody. All,
0: Everybody. all who believe. <laughs>
4: Anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. saved. Stephanie, is this before Jesus returns, or according to the text, is it after Jesus returns? The
5: judgment is before. The
4: judgment is before, the pre-advent judgment. When does this judgment, when did it begin? Uh, Pedro, when did the judgment begin?
6: Well, according to Daniel, if we continue reading in the next chapter, we find uh, it's after the 2,300 days were uh, finished.
4: You're talking about Daniel chapter 8, verse 14, right? Mm -hmm. Would you mind reading that for us? Yes. Because here we see a prophecy about the sanctuary, which we know to be the judgment, right? It was the the Day of Atonement, right? And uh, this pointed forward to the Day of Atonement when when Jesus, in the heavenly sanctuary, would move into the judgment phase of His
6: ministry. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. I'll be reading from the New King James Version, Daniel 8, verse 14. And he said to me, "For two thousand three hundred days, then the sanctuary shall be cleansed."
4: So the cleansing of the sanctuary was a final remover of all the all the blood, right? All the sins had come into the sanctuary for three hundred and fifty-nine days a year, and this cleansing, the last day, the three hundred sixtieth day of the year, would be cleaned out, right? The the sins would be gone from the sanctuary. Of course, you say, how do we know that it's 1844? Well, we're not gonna be able to cover that in today's study, but, but we're given a clue in Daniel chapter 9.25, that, that, that the beginning to restore and rebuild Jerusalem, that's the time prophecy, the beginning, and that brings us to 1844, and we know that this was what Revelation 14.6 was talking about in 7. Yeah, come. The hour of His judgment has come. Good news for those who have, who have uh, set, them side, or set, set themselves on the side of, of Jesus. Well, why is this pre-Advent judgment good news for those who have accepted the gift by grace through faith? Well, we have some exciting verses that we're going to read. Uh, Nancy, would you read for us uh, Daniel chapter 7, 21 and 22? And then Enoch, I'm going to have you read John chapter 5, 24 for us after that.
2: Yes, I'm reading from the New King James Version. I was watching and the same horn was making war against the saints and prevailing against them until the Ancient of Days came and a judgment was made in favor of the saints of the Most High. And the time came for the saints to possess the kingdom. And that's it.
4: So judgment is made what? In favor. In favor. In, favor. in favor. in favor of the saints of the most high. Is judgment good news or bad news? Goodness.
0: Well it depends if you're saints of the most high, which is a choice you make. <laughs> this is to the stand under his banner, right? Amen. Because the rest of the prophecy there in Daniel talks about this little horn power persecuting the saints of the most high. Mm. So the judgment results in a resolution of all of that persecution and conflict.
4: Accepting the righteousness of Christ instead of our own? Yeah. It's just a choice that we can make. Yes. right. Amen. There's none good, no, not one. but when we stand under the banner of Jesus, vindicated, mm. would you read Enoch for us from John chapter
9: 5:24? Okay. And I'll be reading from the new international version, and it reads, "Very truly, I tell you, whoever hears my word and believes him, who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged, but has crossed over from death to life. Mm. Amen."
4: Mm. <laughs> well, how do we how do we miss out on the judgment? I mean, as far as falling into judgment, how do we do that, Pedro?
9: Well,
6: we believe in Jesus, and we are
4: absolved. <laughs> We've passed what from
7: uh, death to life. life. We've yeah.
4: passed from death to life. I hope and pray that that's uh, each and every one of our wishes mm. that or or choices. I would rather yeah. say right. is to stand with Jesus mm. and accept. The life that he freely gives, yes, Pedro.
6: And it's beautiful here. We've been reading Daniel, and now now John. That there, is, God is preparing judgment for a battle. We we learned last week about the the great controversy. Now God needs to set, set judgment before this great battle happens, so He can create the environment for us to choose. Because you know, Satan is trying to rage against us. He says, "No, let me protect my people by give them the choice, mm. and and so they can be on my side during this battle."
0: Amen. Amen. Each and every one have a choice. We know everyone will stand before the judgment, mm. but the outcome of the judgment is already settled Amen. for mm. those who belong mm. to Jesus, right? <laughs> Amen. We, he says, you've already passed from death to life. It's like <laughs> the verdict's already been passed, because Jesus stands in our place.
4: I was just thinking of a verse, Derek, "...therefore there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus." I think that's Romans 8, chapter 1, isn't it? 8, verse 1. Yeah, it's just a beautiful verse. (laughs) (laughs) And by the way, Romans finishes out that nothing can separate us from the love Mm -hmm. that's in Christ Jesus. We're dearly loved by a Savior who's given everything. I know that He's as excited about the Second Coming as we are, Well, there's another phase of this judgment, the millennial judgment. There's a thousand years in which passes, and then another judgment. Well, actually, the judgment takes place during that thousand years. We're going to read a little bit about that. Lavinia, if you would mind reading uh, from 1 Thessalonians 4, uh, 13 through 17 for us. Um, We're going to see what happens to the righteous dead and the righteous living um, after the return of Jesus.
3: Reading from the Twenty-First Century King James Version, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so will God bring with him those also who sleep in Jesus. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord."
0: Amen.
4: Amen. (laughs) Enoch, what do you think about uh, what happens to the righteous living and the righteous dead? What do you think after reading this verse? Yeah,
9: I just think it's it's, it's beautiful. this experience, and, and it just shows that you know, Christ is willing you know, to give us uh, second chances and opportunities you know, to get closer to Him. So, I think it, that's what it really shows.
4: I like how the last part of the, the verses ended, "...so shall we always be with the Lord." Mm. Wow, well, what a promise! We always get to be with the very God, with Jesus, who's, who's redeemed us.
0: And I think the key point is that the righteous dead are raised. Mm. Yeah. yeah, They're not dead anymore, Amen. right? The ones yes. who were dead righteous, trusting in Jesus as Saviour. They're raised, and the living trusting in Jesus, together with them, are caught up to meet the Lord in the air. And, of course, the question is, where do they go, and is anyone left alive on earth, Mm -hmm. because the wicked living are destroyed by the brightness of His coming?
4: That's right, and we're going to find this out as we keep studying. Uh, So, what will the redeemed... The question is, what will the redeemed be doing during this uh, second phase of judgment, the millennial judgment. Uh, Jason, would you read Revelation 20, 4 through 6, and uh, then I'm going to have Tigist read for us from 1 Corinthians 6, 2 and 3. What are the redeemed doing during this thousand years?
8: The New King James Version says in Revelation chapter 20, verses 4 through 6, And I saw thrones and they sat on them, and judgment was committed to them. Then I saw the souls of those who'd been beheaded for their witness to Jesus and for the word of God, who had not worshiped the beast or his image and had not received his mark on their foreheads or on their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years, but the rest of the dead did not live again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection. Over such the second death has no power, but they shall be the priest of God and of Christ, and shall reign with him a thousand years.
4: Thank you, Jason. So, if I'm getting the picture correctly, for this thousand years their books are opened, and it seems that the righteous are now seeing if God has judged mm-hmm. Jesus, our righteous judge, has judged the wicked fairly. Is that the picture that we're begin- that's beginning to unfold? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Tiggas, I'm gonna have you take us and read from 1 Corinthians 6, 2 and 3, just to, to um, put some emphasis on what's happening here.
1: And I'll be reading from the New King James Version, and it says, verse 2, Do you not know that the saints will judge the world? Mm -hmm. And if the world will be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you not know that that we shall judge angels? How much more things that pertain to this life?
4: Hmm. So this is really amazing. The love of God, I think, is just magnified here in the fact that he's being transparent. Mm. Many of us, I pray that all of us are in heaven. We may have a loved one or someone we knew that didn't show up and we're going to have questions. Would would that be a uh, would that sure. be something that's plausible? Sure. Sure, we're going to have questions. And God has allowed this time for uh, for us to open the books and see that not only did he judge fairly, but he judged righteously. And we could see that they actually didn't want to be there. Mm. Yeah. They didn't want to choose life. We have to keep moving on. We have, uh, because we're going to look again at where the wicked are during this millennial judgment. And uh, Pedro, would you read uh, Revelation 20, verse 5, uh, the last part, and then uh, 6, 14
6: through 17. Would you read those verses for us? Yes. Yes. <coughs> I'll be reading from the New King James Version, Revelation 20, verse 5. And it says, But the rest of the dead did not live again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Now, Revelation 6, 14, 14 to 17. And it says, Then the sky receded as a scroll, and when when it rolled up, and every mountain and island was moved out of his place. And the kings of this earth, the great men, rich, the rich men, the commanders, the mighty men, every slave, every free man, hid themselves in the caves and, and in the rocks of the mountains, and said to the mountains of the, and the rocks, Fall on us uh, and hid us from the face of, who, of Him who sits on the throne uh, from the wrath of the, of the Lamb. For the great day of His wrath has come; who shall be able to stand? Mm-hmm. So, what's
0: happened to the wicked? Oh, that. You know, it's so sad, because the righteous have chosen to stand under the banner of Jesus, are saying, "Lo, this is our God. We've waited for Him." Mm-hmm. And 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 the ones who have not accepted the grace of God see this as a, a terrible and a f- what a frightening event, and actually cry for the rocks to fall upon them and. Basically, destroyed you, by the brightness of his coming.
4: You know, De- Derek, I agree with that. And something that's always caught me with that with those verses is that it's the wrath of the lamb, being raised around l- lambs. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I've never, you know. Of course, we've had rams that were a little mean, but the, the lambs, you know, they were. <laughs> there was nothing hurtful about. It. And so it just we see the character of God. Um, even in in the description, the wrath of the Lamb. Of course, we know that Jesus isn't willing that any should perish, right? Mm. right. Uh, But that all should come to repentance. Mm.
0: But the bottom line is that the wicked die with the glory of the coming of Jesus, when they could, if they had chosen to accept His grace, they could have welcomed Him with joy. And so, during that thousand years while the judgment's happening, the wicked or, of course, wicked dead stay dead. Yep. They'll all come up in the second resurrection at the end of the thousand years. And, of course,
4: we know by, from previous studies that they're just sleeping in the graves. They're not in peril and, um, mm. you know, burning, but uh, they're sleeping in the graves uh, for the second resurrection. Matt, we're going to move on in our study to the execution of, of the uh, judgment, the last phase in the judgment, the executive judgment and the second death. Let's uh, read Revelation 20, 7 through 8. Lavinia, would you read that for us? Sure. Revelation chapter 20, 7 through 8. What event precipitates the final phase of the judgment?
3: Reading from the 21st century King James Version, And when the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison, and shall go out to deceive the nations to the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together for battle, the number of whom is as the sand of the sea.
4: I have a question, Enoch. Why doesn't Satan just give up? Why doesn't he give up? He's a defeated foe already, but it seems like he's going back out. The, the, the wicked are raised, and he's going to deceive the nations once more. Why doesn't he give you know, up?
9: Well, the devil knows his fate, uh, and at, at any turn he's going to try to uh, bring down as many people with him. Uh, so it's just a shame, uh, but when we put our trust in God and we put our faith in Christ, uh, we can be victorious. Um, and we don't have to go down that route, but He's gonna be very persistent, but we have to be more uh, persistent and just continue to have that face, faith and trust in God.
4: Mm. That's right, Tigis.
1: I feel like uh, this shows us the wrath of sin and the nature mm. of sin, mm. that it doesn't stop until it completely, it completely destroys you. And, and it also dawns upon me when God lets go and say, you who are evil continue doing evil at that point the holy spirit is lifted up there is nothing that is within you that is inclined to hear what god says Mm. and so it's the evil in you that overwhelms you and until your destruction and so at that point the devil does not stop until he thinks that he could do this and that's just the darkness of sin and the nature of sin and the devil at
4: that time. Thank you for sharing that point. You reminded me of a pastor one time who said sin is its own enemy. Mm -hmm. And even Satan himself, deception has deceived him Mm -hmm. that he could win this battle, right? Mm -hmm. It's even deceived himself. Mm -hmm. Well, Well, so now we know that he's going out, he's going to deceive the nations once more, so when does the final execution of this happen? And I'm going to have uh, Lalika read for us from Revelation 20, 11 through 13. The final judgment, the great white throne judgment, when does it occur?
7: I'll be reading from the New King James Version, Revelation 20, verse 11 to 13. Then I saw a great white throne, and him who sat on it, from whose face the earth and heaven fled away. And there was found no place for them, And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God, and books were opened. And another book was opened, which was the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. The sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and hate delivered up the dead who were in them. And they were judged, each one according to his work.
4: So, when does this great white throne judgment occur?
0: It appears to occur. Satan's gone out, tried to get the Confederation of Evil, those who've been dead uh, during that millennium period, and of course, those who've been dead throughout all generations, all the way back to Cain, uh, to get them to come and attack the city, which has come down from God out of heaven mm. with the saints. And uh, somehow he convinces them as they go towards the city. Before we talk about fire coming down, there's this judgment, and uh, maybe that's when, as it says in Philippians, every knee will bow, mm. Mm. that God has shown His character of love, and, and even the angels of heaven see the rebellion will never end but without th- a final judgment.
4: But even in this, I see the love of God that He is being transparent to yes. mm. to let all the righteous go through the books, allows the judgment um, to take place so that when the final destruction of the wicked comes, oh. they can see that they're going to live forever with their righteous judge, mm. not questioning, I wonder if he didn't do this right, or I wonder if he judged that person mm. unfair. We get to live forever with, some, with a God who's been completely transparent, and I think that that's just <laughs> a beautiful thing. <laughs> Pedro.
6: No, I agree with you. Uh, when we look at judgment, sometimes we're afraid, but we see and His love and His grace on this passage. As we have seen here so far, we see that God has compassion for us and obviously for the rest of the universe. That's why He brings the, mm-hmm. the first judgment for the world, for the universe to know that His work has been accomplished. Then for us, the redeemed one in heaven. And even He has compassion for those who have been lost here at the end and says uh, they need to know why they're being lost and show their judgment for their uh, wickedness. Mm.
4: Thank you for sharing that, Pedro. Uh, Nancy, what, can I have you read Revelation 20, 14, and 15, and 9 and 10? Uh, well, let's read 20, 14 and 15 for us. Uh, what happens at the conclusion of the executive judgment?
2: I'm reading from the New King James Version, and it reads, Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire, this is the second death, and anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire.
4: Death and Hades was cast. That brings peace to me, that death is getting going into the lake of fire and the grave. Matter of fact, our song that we sing before says that Jesus has the, the, key. the keys, keys, but it's even death is going to be destroyed once and for all. How does the Bible describe this second death? Let's. I want to talk about that quickly. Um, if I could have Nicole, would you read Revelation twenty six verse six for us?
5: Yes, and I'll be reading from the New International Version, and. Um, It reads, Blessed and holy are those who have part in the first resurrection. The second death has no power over them, but they will be priests of God and of Christ and will reign with Him for a thousand years.
4: Amen. So how how is it that the death has no power over us, the second death? Because we've chosen Christ. Because we've chosen to be with Jesus. Amen. Well, so I have a question. Is there still time to avoid the second death? And spend eternity with
0: Jesus. Yes. yes, is there?
2: Oh, like now. The answer would be Absolutely. it depends.
0: If you're still breathing, and you can still hear, and the Holy Spirit speaking to your heart, there's time.
4: Amen. Amen. I do want to read. Uh, um, I may not have time to read, but Second Peter three nine through thirteen. Could someone just uh, give me, Jason? Would you just um, talk about that verse
8: for a second for us? Sure. So it basically says. It's not that God doesn't want to come, but he's merciful and he wants to give us all a chance to be with him, but he is coming. And when he comes, there will be a judgment. Uh, Things will change. There will be a finality for what's happened on this earth.
4: For those of you watching, I just want to tell you that judgment is a good thing, especially if you've given your heart to Jesus and he's clothed you in his righteousness. Of course, if you haven't, today's the day. Choose Jesus, and He will judge in your favor. The judgment mm. is not only a good thing, it's a great thing, because without <laughs> it, we stand condemned.
0: Mm. Amen. Thank you so much, Travis. And you know, I imagine as that fire comes down from God out of heaven, as it says in Revelation 20 and verse 9, that there are tears in the eyes of yes. the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, yes. and the angels who see other angels, who refuse to accept the mercy of God. Mm. And there may be tears in our eyes, too, because there will be loved ones outside of the city. But the good news is that the Lord will wipe away all tears from our eyes, Mm -hmm. and there will be a new heaven and new earth, 2 Peter 3, 13, where righteousness dwells. Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to that day. Are you? As Travis just mentioned, today's the day to say, Lord, by Your grace, save me so that I can be part of that eternal kingdom with You. Let's pray together. Lord, as we think about uh, judgment, we realize there is none that is righteous, no, not one. We have nothing to earn Your favor except to say thank You for Your grace and Your immeasurable, unfailing love so clearly revealed through Jesus our Savior. And I pray if there's someone thinking about saying yes to Jesus today, Mm -hmm. that they would do it now while there's still time we are living in the time of the judgment. And may we realize that when we stand in Jesus, that the judgment is good news. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, thanks for joining us for Hope Sabbath School. If you made a decision for Jesus today, write to us, tell us the good news, but don't keep the good news to yourself. Go out, be a blessing to those around you.